So, Jonathan, today we're going to talk about finding balance. Nice. There are three things that really put me in motion in life. Mm. And, and they were learning how to tie a shoe, learning how to ride a bike, and learning how to drive a stick shift car, like a manual car. Mm. So today we're going to go over those three moments and discuss them, but not just discuss how they happened, but also discuss how they affected me moving forward. Mm, that sounds awesome. Yeah, but before we start, I've got to tell you why I came to this conclusion to discuss this today. As, as I was walking my dog, Sonny, this morning, and you know what happened? <laughs> I, was, I was walking through a puddle, which I shouldn't have done. I always tell Lena and Zoe never to walk through puddles. I was walking through a puddle, and I actually lost my balance, right? Yeah. And I fell really, really hard in this very large puddle. Oh, right? man. So uh, I hurt my... My right elbow, which is dangerous because my right side is the only side that actually works. Yeah, yeah. Right? So I've got a really sore right elbow. I think my leg is a little bit scraped. And I laid there in this very large puddle <laughs> that was pro- there's probably a mix of, um, you know, do the sprinklers in the park I was at, maybe a bit of dog urine. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. Right? <laughs> And I'm laying there, and I looked up at the sky, and I thought, all right, this is a sign. I guess I have to talk about finding balance because, you know, the universe is telling me, hey, Hamad, we know you're going to talk about finding balance in your life, but guess just as a reminder, you don't have it completely. (laughs) We're going to trip you up just a little bit to make you remind yourself that you don't have full balance. (laughs) Man, now, Sonny didn't take off, did he? Did he stick around? No, 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 Sonny, my, my dog, she uh, she just looked at me and started licking my face. And I'm looking at her like, sweetie, you're like a 75-pound yellow Labrador. Help daddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> but no, no, but we survived and I got back and my jeans are ruined and, you know, I smelled horrible. But, you know, it all worked out. Yeah, it always does, right? Yeah, it always does. So let's dive into this. To remind people, and I know I've mentioned this once before, but I used to always pull my shoelaces as tight as I can, roll them into a ball, and tuck them just into the side of my shoe. Okay, yeah. Right? And I got to tell you, kids today, your children and my children, very lucky. We didn't have Velcro shoes in the 70s. Right. right? <laughs> and, and if we did, they certainly were not hip. They, no, there may no. have been some, like, medical issue shoes. <laughs> exactly. Right? But Nike or Skechers or Adidas, none of them made hip Velcro shoes. No, no, not at all. So I would always just pull the shoelaces tight and tuck them into the side of my shoe and run around. But since I love sports so much, they'd always come untied. Right. I'd always wind wind up running over my laces and falling, right? (laughs) And my teachers would always say, you need to learn how to tie your shoes. Right. Yeah. But I remember a teacher came up to me and said, how long are you going to go without learning how to tie your shoes? Not not a teacher, a therapist. Mm. Right. A physical therapist. And and I'm like, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I guess, you know, they're easier to take off if they're not tied. And she stood there with me and said, look, you need to learn. Let's do this. But what she taught me is how to put one of my stiff fingers down on the shoelace 
and actually use my left hand slightly, very not very much, but just very little, until my right hand can figure out how to loop it. Oh, right? okay. And I think it took me, to be honest, I didn't, it didn't happen in one day. I think it took me four or five days that week. So all week long, I was getting angry, thinking, you know, all these other friends of mine are playing, and I'm stuck here learning how to play. <laughs> right. Right? But I got to tell you, Jonathan, once I figured it out, it was very freeing. Mm, very mm. freeing, you know? So I wanted to, to share that moment. There's nothing really magical about that moment outside of the fact that it was somebody that forced me to learn something I was afraid to do. Yeah. But I will tell you something honest about it. Even today... When I'm tying my shoot, when they do come undone, people always look. And I realized when I was younger, I'd be like, don't look at me. Don't look at me. Yeah, yeah. But now I realize that it's just out of curiosity. Right. It's, it's, it, it must be completely different and unique to see somebody tie a shoe one-handed. The first thing along the journey was learning how to tie a shoe. During the same year, I learned how to ride a bike, and and that day I remember was, it was uh, I was in kindergarten, and it was wild because I was so frightened, so frightened that I was going to crash and hurt myself, and of course I did many times, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I wasn't getting any sympathy, man, because. I'd fall down and be like, oh, mom, my knees hurt. And she's like, get up, get up, do it again. And I'm like, but my knees hurt, right? Yeah. So we went through that for a couple of hours. And then, you know, I kept on telling her I was, she was right behind me and I was pedaling as fast as I could. And I started to catch balance. Mm, mm. And what wound up happening is I'm like, mom, I think I got it, you know, don't let go, though. Don't let go till I say it's time. Don't let go till I say it's time. And then a couple seconds later, I hear her yelling, like, come on. And I realize that she's far away, and I've, <laughs> caught, I've caught balance, right? Yeah. And that launched me into a lot of debauchery. Because once you have a bike, <laughs> right? Oh, man, yeah. But you have motion. Well, you remember, right? Oh, totally, yeah. I mean, when I, you know, before I got Max, and I mean... You know, at 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, I rode my bike everywhere, even like next towns over everywhere. Like, it, you know, I, I wouldn't care if I pedaled for two hours. I, I would get wherever I wanted to go. It was awesome. Yeah, no, riding, I was the same way. Even today, remember I mentioned in the previous podcast that when I would ride my bikes down the hill as a child, people get out of the way and i think hey man i'm just i'm just a badass right and realistically they're like oh my god this guy's gonna lose his balance and crash into us and you know when i rode my bike around hermosa beach and redondo beach kind of the same thing man you're still a badass hey how you doing but as they're saying hi they're swerving away right like give him space give him space and for those of you who see me riding my bike along the Strand in Hermosa or along Redondo Beach around the pier, just know that I am fully insured. And <laughs> if, I do, if I do crash into you, you will be taken care of. I probably shouldn't have said that because now people are going to... Yeah, yeah exactly. Now people are going to dive in front of you. <laughs> dive in front of me. Yeah, exactly. So the one hurdle that I always wanted to get over mm. was driving stick shift, right? Yeah. And 
I never thought I would. And I've always been a fan of Porsche. That's been my like dream car since a child. And I never thought I would um, ever be able to drive one. But I remember I was in Austin, Texas. I was 19 years old. My girlfriend at the time, Trisha, got tired of hearing me complain about something I can't do. Mm, right? mm. And, and she's like, you know what? I'm going to teach you how to drive a stick. She had a 1980 burnt orange Chevy Chevette. Nice. <laughs> right? <laughs> and I'm like, Trish, are you sure you want me to do this? And she's like, just do it because I'm tired of hearing you complain. Right? Yeah, yeah. And it, and it took one afternoon. It literally only took like, you know, three, th- 20, 30 minutes until I figured out how not to like stall the car every time. Yeah. So once I learned how to drive one, most of the cars I bought were standards. But the reason I wanted to talk about this topic today is simply that I think everyone has hurdles in their life. Mm. Everyone does. You know, they're never as bad as you think they are after you've completed it. Mm. Right? Mm. Isn't that always the case? Oh, totally. Absolutely. You know, one thing that I, one thing that's that's funny too with this certain these three stories actually, which it, it's almost out of the normal for you, or at least for what I know of you. Like these three stories, like the, with tying shoes, you you didn't want to you know you didn't want to bother learning how to tie your shoes. Or you didn't want to deal with it. But the lady that you know you're helping the lady that was at the center, she said, "Oh no, you're going to learn how to do this." But then yep. you know y- your mom. You were like, oh, I can't do it, I can't do it, I can't ride a bike. But your mom's like, no, you're going to do this. And then, so your mom got you to overcome riding a bike. And then right. you were like, I'm never going to be able to drive a stick shift, I'm never going to be able to drive a stick shift. And your girlfriend was like, no, you're going to do it today. And so, like, in all three stories, you had an, an outside force pushing you forward. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good observation. Uh, you know, until this very moment, I never even connected that. So that, and, and, and like I said, that's not from what I know of you. That's that's not the norm, which is uh, interesting on many levels. But you still had someone outside of you pushing you forward, even though you're normally the one pushing you forward. And you know, in all three cases, <laughs> my mom's going to probably kill me for this. <laughs> but in all three, in all three cases, they were very loving but slightly mean women. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> <laughs> kind of pushing it, right? And, and, and I think, I think, the bottom line is they were just like, you know, we're tired here. We're tired of hearing him complain. Mm, mm. You're either gonna do it or you're gonna shut up about it. 